0: yo 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 what's up real life welcome to real life podcast episode number three uh so excited to be back after uh last month thank you guys for all the feedback um all that you guys have been um messaging us letting us know how much it has impacted you guys and and we're back and it is now episode three and nice with me i got two special guests i'm gonna introduce them right now wasting no time i got my guy drew right here what's up guys it's drew sauce you already know and um (laughs) drew um if you guys don't know who drew is drew is uh on the team at real life he's on the media team with us um one of oh yeah bro (laughs) That he has Get one a of the close up on that. <laughs> he's got one of the OG the OG tags tags mm-hmm. um, for the media team, and um, he was has been a part since. How old were you, bro? When you...
1: I was. I I joined Real Life when I was twelve.
0: When you were twelve, and now yeah. how
1: old are you? Now I'm sixteen.
0: Look at that, bro. Four <laughs> years in Real Life. Just growing. I've seen this guy grow. It's crazy to think about. And it's amazing, man. Mm -hmm. And um, he's on media. He's an amazing creative. If you guys don't follow him on Instagram. It's that I
1: am Drew sauce on Instagram and and everywhere.
0: Yeah. And um, Drew, I'll never forget um, this moment with Drew. I told him I was going to mention it. (laughs) That time when we were like, yo, guys, make sure you guys tell your friends and whatever. And he took that seriously. And he went to school and the next week or a couple weeks after he came through real life and he brought like 10 plus people mm. all like like I'm like, who is this kid? Like
1: he just literally just, you know, I I got to <laughs> say about that. I got to give credit to like my friends that helped me out with that because we really wanted to take initiative and get the word out about real life. We went to a Catholic school, so you know, it was easy to be like, okay, this is a Christian program, and a lot of people really uh, were excited about it and then I have to give credit to the team for that night, because it was one of the best nights that we've had in so long we had people performing, the lights were going crazy, um, the whole team just really worked together, and I'm really proud of everything we accomplished then. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Drew is clearly a leader from that moment on, I think everyone that was on the team was like all right this guy is a leader he has influence he was able to get all these people here and it was just awesome it was just awesome and um and we also got my man abel what up guys He's here and um man abel is a new dad yes, right <laughs> we, as we know we we had the the previous podcast episode number two was with his wife Justine and we talked about their journey um, together um, from her side yeah. on on um, you know their new son and and what that was like being parents and her for her being a mom and uh, as you guys know this month is Father's Day. Uh, well, it's Father's Day is this month and this episode is going to be focused on fatherhood and. So we had to, we just had to get the other side of the story. (laughs) We had to have a bell here. Um, So uh, just digging into these guys' lives because they are guests. We have not heard them on the podcast yet. We haven't heard their story yet if you guys don't know them personally. And um, uh, one thing that I remember specifically about Drew was uh, I was at both of your baptisms, which is great to, to see that and to be there. But I remember, Drew, when you gave that speech right before you got baptized Mm -hmm. um, and you said you wanted to know every single one of you. You just wanted to get to know everyone. I Um, did. And now we're on a platform where now they can get to know you. Definitely. So why don't you tell us a quick background on yourself um, and introduce yourself to the people.
1: Well guys, I my name is Andrew. Uh, I go by Drew Sauce and I'm into everything's comics like comic books and superheroes. That is my thing as you can see I'm wearing a Captain America t-shirt. Um, and I I'm I'm just I'm just an all-around uh, uh media guy. That's you, whenever you see me at real life cuz I know we're opening up soon. Um, I'm always gonna be like in the back and I'm always handling the board and stuff like that. I love to draw. Uh, that's my thing and uh, we've actually been trying to build uh, in like the in in real life for a while this uh, like like different divisions and one of them is art. I really love to draw and I really love to um, express myself through different art forms and that's the stuff that I really take seriously. So, if you guys are into that stuff, hit me up and I am Drew Sauce because I love that and uh, that's a part of who I am. Nice
0: mm-hmm. and Abel, bro. Let's let's just let's get a quick bio before we get into the meat of today's podcast.
2: Hi, right, man. My name Abel Reyes. Um, all I can say is well, I'm on. Oh my, a hardworking man. <laughs> you got um, banging on the table. I work for the for the MTA. Mm. You know, my wife is Justine Reyes. I have a brand new son Hezekiah Reyes He's amazing um, He's one of the best things That ha- that's happened in my life um, God mm-hmm. has blessed me With, with my son man yeah. yeah That's
0: facts bro And I know Both of you guys You know Obviously you guys are um, Living your lives for God And you guys um, You know Through being acquainted With us Real life And bc like you guys found a family here and we've all been growing together bro for real like over the last couple years we yeah. we've all been building like this brotherhood and um and that's important and we'll get into that um later on but before we get into this whole thing on on fatherhood i wanted to just quickly um just list off some statistics on fatherlessness, right? We're gonna talk about fatherhood and what that what that's like for you. Yeah. Um, but I just want us to go into this knowing these statistics. Um, so I'm just gonna read off a couple here. So it says 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. And that's five times the average suicide. Wow. wow. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. That's 32 times the average runaway. 85% of all children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes, 20 times the average. Um, 80% of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes, 14 times the average. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes, nine times the average. And then it says here, Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. Children with, fa- children with fathers who are involved 40% less likely to repeat a grade in high school. Fathers, Children with fathers who are involved are 70% less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers are involved... Wait, I'm sorry. Fathers with... Children with fathers are involved are more likely to get A's in schools. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to enjoy school and engage in extracurricular activities. And I can keep going. This, this list is crazy. It just keeps going. Teenage pregnancy. um, it, It's crazy. That's a lot. Man. Go, who, yeah. Like the people who go to jail. Like All of these things have one thing in common. Fatherless homes. Fathers who either are not involved like by choice who maybe uh have passed on who um you know want nothing to do with the child or you know anything like that it they it has this this effect on a home on children on a family like that is so crazy when you think about it and if you think about today's society it's like tell me not like we see in more and more fatherless homes more and more single yeah. moms yeah and it's, it's really breaking down uh, the core nuclear family that God designed. And, and you know, that's why real life exists, mm-hmm. right? We, we exist so that so that even when you do, don't have a father, that we could be a place where you have a family. Like, right, you have guys like, like us yeah. or like guys like J.G., like, like Pastor John, that we could just look up to and we could have a spiritual father because not everyone has their father in their life and we see that with the students that come in all the time so uh, now that we know this um i'm gonna i'm gonna jump between you guys um but um first i want to say thank you both for coming on on the podcast thank you drew Mm because i know as we're as we're gonna dig into it um you had a very tough experience in life and it's allowed you to mature a lot faster but yeah um, I'm pretty sure That's been hard on you Hard yes. on your On your mom On the family Um Cause I remember On That Also in that Baptism speech You also Talked about your dad I did I so actually So mm. why don't you Why don't you Bring us into your life In In that Regard
1: So I definitely Empathize with People who have Gone through Being fatherless Whatever circumstances There may be Um Unfortunately, I lost my father when I was 8, and uh, Mm. it's it's been tough. Um, I was too young to really understand what repercussions that would have on my life, Um, but I'm really thankful that I got real life when I I got Bethlehem and the whole church when I did because, you know, as the statistics show, um, fatherless homes and kids that grow up without fathers often experience things very differently from people who do have fathers, and that's because the father really plays that role model and the shape for who you want to be or who you aspire to be as a person. Mm -hmm. So really, I had to look into other people and find other people that I could roll myself uh, to, that I could be like and look up to and want to be. Fortunately, I got real life and I got so many role models like, bro, when I stepped into the building, I didn't know I would get so much knowledge, so much uh, wisdom from people, stuff that I don't think not that my father wasn't capable of, but that, you know, there's so I, I thank God abundantly for the fact that even if I lost him at a young age, that I came in and I got all of this especially so many people grounded in faith and so many people that could teach me such a right way of living and that's that's what i'm thankful for really
2: it's amazing
0: and and how do you i know you were only eight years old like you said Mm -hmm. but do you remember the do you remember how that hit you or did it take a while
1: it it hit me emotionally obviously you know I I did know my father for a while Um, I didn't know what effect it would have on me in the future
2: Mm.
1: and now I actually probably now is the time that I'm starting to understand where Mm. that is is taken up because now it's like coming of age now I gotta be a man now it's like walking from being a, a, a child to a man and not having that person there is, it's tough. It really is. Hmm. But no matter the circumstance, something that I learned um, from various people, no matter the circumstance you're placed in, the role of that you need to take that up. It's not something that you can run away from and say well, I didn't have that so I won't Walk into something that I I don't know about, right? Like I'm just gonna be me. No,
0: mm.
1: you have to have that groundedness and that will to walk where you didn't have.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And and um, I know that going through something like that, which I can't personally relate to, mm-hmm. um, especially being only eight years old, but clearly it's matured you um in ways that i personally don't have not matured that way (laughs) especially at that age yeah so like how was it how did it uh, uh, like impact the way you were within the family like looking back because i can tell you i saw my dad come home every day um Mm -hmm. i still have my dad in my life um so it's like sometimes when i look at when or when I hear you talk about this, it's mm-hmm. like I think back to myself at eight years old and mm-hmm. I was so ungrateful for my parents. Like <laughs> you know bro, what I mean? Like I, I just took things for granted. I was like a rebel child. So clearly like you were able to step up in a way. Yeah. Like to be there for your mom. You know like I did. So like how
1: was that like? It it's something that I really gotta can like thank my mom for really because the strength to raise a child and that's why any single parent out there my heart goes out to you because handling that alone is really hard as well and going through that and having the strength to really raise somebody that you know that's stable minded that that's that's going to lead a good life is just amazing and i i really want to thank my mom for for finding all of this stuff for me and really paving my way um, but I did have to put myself in a different position in the house mm. um, I definitely gotta say I'm not. I'm gonna be honest I'm still I'm still a teenager I'm still a 16 year old um, to say I'm the man of the house isn't really crediting everybody else around me uh, but it's definitely different it, I, I will say that it's definitely different yeah. uh, not having that leader position it's kind of it's kind of disbanding in a way we come together where we can but not having that that linchpin to bring the family together mm. it makes it, it it it'll sometimes make it harder for you to take your family and uh like keep it together so to speak not in a bad way just in like mm. okay we're gonna come together and we're gonna have we're gonna have certain times for certain things and, and like, like you know stuff leader, like that like that figure. the leader figure in a house yeah Yeah
0: Which is I think You know Obviously fathers Have something On their family That that they're able to lead They're able to Yes of course to, For so sure. integral You know mm-hmm, like yeah. And that's not to say like That mothers or women no, Are No like, not at all it, It's literally like um, Like a God ordained Partnership Together Yeah and Right The way you lead. you to hold Yeah exactly And you know I think we can all relate to A praying mom Oh, like yeah, when we was sure. going oh, crazy, yeah. or when we were going through it, like our mom's praying, our mom's holding on, like keeping the faith. I know that. I and, know that, bro. And I like the prayers of a mom, bro. I always like, like, I've seen it on my own life. They're so different, it, man. They're different. <laughs> it keeps you, bro. It yeah. it really does keep you. Um. So, Abel, bro. Like, maybe you want to dig into, um, uh, before we get into. Your experience as a father How about yeah. your experience as a son With your father Like how was that like for you
2: Well It was hard for me too Because um, My mom and my dad They separated when I was like I would say like Four or five or six Okay <clears throat> Like yeah I had time Like we would spend time together Like during summer vacation I would, Me and my brothers We would go to um Maryland mm-hmm. And stuff like that And um But it's not enough it's like it's like he said it's like you just need that that leadership that um that like the voice of authority like exactly that person that's gonna bring everything together you know what i mean and like he said bro my mom she did it all though you know what i mean like my mom held it down and my dad did as much as he can so it's like it's kind of weird like I, I i was like in between like my my dad was there, but he wasn't there physically because he lived far away. Yeah. So he couldn't really, you know, I had to learn to do things on my own. I had to learn how to shave. The first time <laughs> I shaved, I cut my lips. Bro, you know bro what I'm can saying? you teach me? I don't know how to do that. Yet. <laughs> I got you, got you. <laughs> and, um, and then like, and then when I would go over there, he would try to like pick up where on where left he left off. off but oh. it's just like, I'm growing already. So it's kind of hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, shout out to my pops. Um, he did what he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I, when I found Christ, I, I forgave him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, cause sometimes, as when you're young, you don't really understand. That's true. You know what adults go through, and then mm-hmm. when you grow, and then you see things through the eyes of God, you're able to forgive and forget, and to live a better life and sometimes we gotta also look at their mistakes and learn from it yeah you exactly. can't look at everything negatively like oh my dad did this so that's why i'm doing this like no my dad just dis- did this so i'm gonna do it better yeah you you know what i'm saying so that's how i'm gonna take it into now being a father you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i can't see the day that i i'll leave my son i can't see it yeah. like no matter what happens you can offer me anything and i will not want i'll go wherever he's going to go yeah i'll be there wherever he's going to be mm-hmm. i can't see myself leaving him so that's just me man
0: yeah so do you remember cuz i know that's a that's a unique perspective too cuz there's a lot of students um that we actually know that their parents are actually going through a tough time with splitting up yeah and stuff like that and i know that plays a role in like a, a, a boy's development and how he makes choices and yeah. stuff like that like um like just knowing your story on you know on being like cuz you know we all deal with different we all deal with things differently like yeah. so, like i think um particularly boys um just from what i've read up it's like without a dad a son won't know how to control two two main things violence like that suppress suppressing violence and suppressing sexual desires mm-hmm. without a father you are with without a guide showing you how to suppress that right because that's what makes a man being able to suppress anger suppress violence suppress his sexual desires because otherwise, that's why you have all these single moms all over teenage pregnancies, because these people have no dads and they're running around, and they're putting themselves in jail. They're getting into fights. They're getting into gangs. They're getting chicks pregnant, and and you know like, did you do you think that
2: that affected you in that way? A hundred percent. And it's funny that you say I struggled with both of those things. Mm. I was, um, I was introduced to pornography at a really young age. Yeah. And you know it's it's crazy, bro. Um and I was very angry. Like I was I was a hothead like growing up. You know, punching walls. I put, <laughs> one time I punched through a window. I cut my arms and stuff like that. Always trying like fighting trying to fight my family members. Yeah. And yeah, I can see how, you know, your father not being there could play a role in that you know, you going through those type of things because mm. you just feel angry because you feel like something is missing. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? That's true. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Cause if you, if you think about it, like a man that isn't taught to be a man, it's like something gets him upset. The, the man's instinct is to lash out. Yeah, like, You know what I mean? Like so it's like now you have all this anger that you don't know how to control, and it's like you know, and then now you, now you start making friends with people who have similar backgrounds, and now being a man is how many how many uh, girls you slept with, um how can you hold your liquor exactly, um and all these just breeds all these problems that we read off on this list, like getting addicted to stuff and um you know just just not being able to take responsibility and and develop as a man and I'm not a dad yet you're a dad now bro yeah. so it's like how has that changed your perspective on
2: life it's almost like what you like what you were just talking about like when the when the father figure is not there <clears throat> it le- it leaves for the world to teach you how to be a man that's true so like you said you got these people at school or people that you surround yourself or and that's why people look to gangs because they'll look at the older person there and they'll look to them look up to them because yeah. you have nobody to look up to and that that's how I feel with my son I'm not going to let the world teach my son how to be a man yeah I'm going to teach my son how to be a man on the values of God right. you know I'm going to do my best I'm not a perfect person exactly you know but um I'm going to do my best to 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 create the path that I know God that God would want for my son, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that. At the and at the end of the day, that path is gonna be his. It's not gonna be my path. It's not my path. It's my right. son's path. But right now, since he's young, he's small. I gotta help create that. God has put yeah. me in his life to be his father for a reason. So I feel like that's my my job. My job is to to like start helping him find that path that he's supposed to go on mm-hmm. and then from there he's gonna take off when he gets older
0: that reminds me of that verse um train up a child in the way he should go so when he grows up he won't depart from that yeah amen and, and that that right there is the key you know yeah like and i know that there's people that they can't control this situation right now mm-hmm. you know like they they can't control like their dad popping in and out or Maybe even they they have their dad in their life, but he's not emotionally available. Like he, like you know what I'm saying. Like you don't have a, a relationship with with your dad, and and that is also a tough position too. You got dads that pass away. You got dads, uh, you know, the divorce because the relationship didn't work out, and um, and even though you have no you have no control over that, you can't control what your dad does and how he's raising you. But you know there's something wrong. Um, but you know, that's why, that's why we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm gonna pull up this this verse that I that I saw in um in some Psalm...
2: Can I just say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. And and it's like like you said, like they can't control their situation. But like, like when I found Christ and stuff like that, and I started to like know God. And then you start seeing like like Drew said, he came to the church and he started to see what a father figure is. Mm-hmm. I would say to those mm-hmm. that are going through those situations <laughs> where, you know, their dad might not be that that example or their dad's not around, to find a man that you could find someone that does show those examples, whether it be like a a basketball coach or a teacher mm-hmm. or um, you know, like for me it was I seen how J G was, like he was an amazing uh, an amazing example of how a father is yeah. is supposed mm-hmm. to be and just find those people man don't look to you know gangs or look to the people doing the wrong things but look mm-hmm. to like you know you a right. teacher or an uncle you know what i mean yeah you, you, be, you may look like oh he's not my dad but look at how he is you know what i mean maybe he's a mm-hmm. you know a great stand-up you know had he has integrity, kind of right. guy. You know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. God put also God has put pe- men in our lives that also can set an example of what a father is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And
0: that's that's why we we do what this verse says right here, and I'm gonna read this: is Psalm eighty-two, three. It says, "Defend the cause of the weak and fatherless; maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed." Mm. So, defending the cause of the weak. And the fatherless, so I like how that. I don't think that's an accident that weak and fatherless is put together like that, right? Because a father, a father figure is strong. A father figure leads. Yeah. And and that's why, like, I think JG. I mean, we could take time to, to shout out JG, bro. In <laughs> fact, shout <because> out JG. <laughs> JG, I'm pretty sure for all three of us has been a father figure, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was bugging out, I was giving my mom a hard time. This dude, like, he's like, yo, let me talk to you real quick. So he took me downstairs to the church, and I, like, I could still feel this. He punched me in my chest so hard, bro. <laughs> what? Like, I could not breathe. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, you told me about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it wasn't to, like, hurt me, or, mm-hmm. like, like it didn't hurt. I just, it just took my breath, bro. I was like, yo. He was like, you need to stop giving your mom a hard time. You need to start taking out, picking up your clothes, doing all this stuff, and and you know that's what, that's what we need to hear. That's what boys need to hear, bro. Because yeah. Yeah. we just bug out, bro. We give our moms a hard time. Mm-hmm. We we just start wilding out at school, and and sometimes you just have to hear. You know, make your bed, pick up your socks, <laughs> like do what you gotta do. Stop giving your mom a hard time, and. It's like the more you grow up and you see how your mom works hard, you see how she prays, and you just want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, now you just want to serve your mom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, even after having a baby, bro, it enhances that. Like, I'm way more grateful for my mother, way more grateful for my father um, because taking care of a child, look, the baby is vulnerable, bro. Like, yeah. You have to feed them, you have to take care of them. They can't do nothing for themselves. Mm-hmm. And knowing that one like at one time I was like that and my mom took care of me and she lost sleep over me. Yeah. You gotta be grateful for your parents, man. Cause they they did a lot. For real. Yeah.
0: And um Yeah, bro, like that's that I think that is huge for guys to understand now. Yeah. Cause we live in a I think we live in a generation that's really ungrateful
2: facts like for a lot of things they only care about themselves they only care about what you know they don't they don't remember like everything that their mother had to do or their Mm -hmm. father had to do for them yeah and it's it's that's not that's not right you know what i'm saying like they they sacrificed a lot for us
0: the funny thing is too is like when we were younger i'm pretty sure somebody was saying that about
2: us too oh yeah (laughs) right 100 percent
0: so it's like it's just a matter of maturing, mm-hmm. but it's like if you don't if you don't get connected to the right leaders and father figures in your life, it's like it's almost like you never that never even appears to you. Yeah. Like, you never even think about that stuff. Yeah, and then you know that's why I think what we do at real life. That's why it's so important. And I and the more I grow up, bro, the more I see these kids like running around and and the society just getting over sexualized and 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 more irresponsible with things like it's just like it's it's even more important today like that that we are here yeah and and so yeah bro so now that you're a dad um you know what was that experience like bro like
2: the f- like the first experience like when he was born
0: yeah because we talked about it in a lot in, in the last podcast like with justine like all right, so dig into how you like when you met her. Okay. And um, how was that like? Because we got her side, so we need your side.
2: All right. When I um so when I first met Justine, it was like the first time I came to Bethlehem. I well, I didn't meet her, I saw her. She was sitting next to my cousins, um, Angelisa and Michaela. And I looked and I I looked at her and I'm like, Oh, that girl's cute, you know what I'm saying? But then I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, but I need to focus, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> I'm here for the Lord. And um, <laughs> Yeah, after that, she she came up to me, she approached me, she asked for my Snapchat, and then um, me and her are both into sneakers, so I would see her post sneakers, and then I would hit her up. I'd be like, oh, snap, yo, those are nice. You know, and from there, you know, yeah, conversations started to grow, you know what I'm saying? We exchanged numbers, we got to know each other more, you know, went on our, our first date, and I remember when we went on our first date, Um, it was actually a blizzard. And then oh, I'm like, I was like, Dang, should I go should I go on this first date? I'm scared to drive, you know, this <laughs> mad snow. And then I'm like, nah, I can't I can't look like I'm afraid. And she 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 was with it. She was like, Oh, let's go, let's go. I'm like, uh right, where'd you go. guys go? We went to a Colombian restaurant and we got mm-hmm. um picadera. So picadera is like a like a plate that has mad different type of like meat. Okay. And it has like um like a sampler yeah it has like chicken steak um chicharron which is like pork she's making me hungry right now (laughs) yeah it has like tostones (laughs) potatoes and then and it's a big plate and then i went and then she's eating i'm like dang she could eat like she's keeping (laughs) up with me and we both eating and then we're having a good time and i'm just like wow like you know from there it just took off man and then we were conversating and what really caught my eye was um like her passion for God and stuff like yeah. that. And then she would talk about God and I, cause you know, I was new to the, new to the faith. So I would ask her questions and then she will answer me. And I was like, wow, I never had this type of conversation with a female before. And I'm like, this is how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like someone that just loves the Lord, you know what I mean? Someone that's caring, someone that's, you know, basically just going to be there and have your back and not there to like, to, you know, just for their own gain, like trying to take, take, take. But she was like giving, and stuff like that. I was just like, wow, she's different. I never was with a female like justine before. You know, wow. before you know, I, you know, obviously, I, before Christ, I was with girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was different. It's different yeah, when, you when find God a girl that is yeah, really chasing after God too. It's different when God is involved, man. One hundred percent. That's
0: facts, man. And like so. Now you got a kid, bro. Mm-hmm. Now you have a son, bro. Hezzy. And, you know, I met a couple of times. He's mad cute, bro. Thanks, bro. I love that dude. Um, So, tell me about that experience. Like, the her, you know, coming close to pregnancy. And then, like, that day that came. Like, what was that day like?
2: Man, that day was... First, it started with... A, it was a doctor's appointment. And yeah. she, So, she damn i forgot so she was okay my bad um it was a doctor's appointment and we went to the appointment and they told us like we it wasn't even the day that you know that was the due date i think we passed the due date i'm sorry if i don't remember mm. but um but they told us all oh, you need to go to the hospital now and i'm there like oh snap like you know what i'm saying <laughs> i took it to um Cause it was in Jamaica hospital as a yeah. cow was born. I took her to Jamaica hospital and then I had to rush home to get her bag. Cause we didn't have like, you know, the bag, the, the bag that you have, like with all your stuff when, mm-hmm. when you're going into labor, I had to rush home. And this is during COVID. It's like, once you go in, you can't come out. Oh, like shit. you can't go out to get food. You can't, none of that. So I'm like making sure I get everything, you know, getting her snacks Cause you know nobody likes hospital food. So then we <laughs> we I came back. I, I I went in. It was the 23rd, and Hezekiah was born the 24th at like four in the morning. And the first time I saw him, bro, I I cried, and it was just crazy because it was like, like as soon as he came out. Yeah, as soon as oh, he came man. out, I saw him. He was he was crying, and I saw him, and I was like, wow. And I just started crying, too. And then they cleaned him up. You know, they did everything that they had to do. And they brought him in. And they gave Justine. But to carry him a little bit, Justine was tired. And then she was like, oh, give it to Abel. And I don't know. If, there's something called skin to skin. Where's oh, like connection, right? Yeah. So, it was like, I took my shirt off. And then I just put Hezekiah on my chest. And it was just skin to skin. And I was just there holding him. And I was just, like, I was just in love with my son off rip. You know what Whoa. I'm saying? Like, all, from the beginning, <laughs> yes. and I was just in love with my son. So, yeah.
0: Dang, bro. That's that's an exciting thing, bro. I, I can imagine being scared, being excited, being... All these different emotions at the yeah, same time. Yeah, bro.
2: It's, it's a lot because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you're, like, there, like, a little... You're worrying. You're, you're excited. You're, like... Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's a whole bunch of different emotions all at once.
0: And do, do you feel like that experience made your relationship with Justine even closer? Like how did, how did that oh, yeah. like change it, happen
2: about? It, bro, it made us closer because, you know, I was just being there for her when she was going through all that pain. It's like, it's something that we both experienced together. You know what I mean? Like it was meant for us to experience together. Mm-hmm. It brought us closer. We have a son together. We both love our son greatly. That brought us together being brand new parents, learning. Yeah, there's like bumps in the road, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be, you know, because then you have to figure out how we both want to raise him and then what's okay and what's not okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, how we want to raise Hezekiah, the things that we want to do in his life because right now he can't make any decisions for himself. So, it's just having a balance, you know what I'm saying? But number one, putting God first and, and just you know trying to figure out how um how we're we gonna do the best that we can you know what yeah. i'm saying
0: yeah man and that's yeah. shout out to you bro for for like really being there for your son really Thanks, staying committed like that's that's what we need in our world bro like Thanks, like bro. to look up to like i look up to you bro like like that's that's amazing. Thanks, I like, appreciate it. Man. I'm gonna get there one day, bro. Yeah, and I don't know you're gonna be able to help me through it. Like, for sure. Like, what do I do, like,
2: <laughs> bro? It's like I like a a fatherly instinct that I didn't even think I had just came out of nowhere. Like, cause I'm Sheesh. I'm the type of guy where I don't want to hold the baby because I feel like they're mad fragile. Yeah, like, you're gonna like, hurt the baby. Yeah. Bro, so- I don't want to change a baby. I don't want to change a baby's <laughs> diaper. But when it was my son, like. It was just like go time, like I, like something inside me that I didn't even know I had. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like, and it's in you, bro. Like when you have your son, you're gonna see. It's like, it's just a fatherly instinct that it's just gonna come out. Like you're just gonna hold your baby with no fear. Yeah, you're gonna protect your baby. You're gonna, t- um, change him, do everything, and it's not gonna bother you. Nothing bothers you. And that's crazy because that's how I think about God's love. Like, we mess was up, we just, do. Yo, I was bro. just thinking about that. And it doesn't, it's it not. It bother God, yeah. bro, when he got to take care of us. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's it's crazy. It's a different type of experience.
0: It's crazy, bro, how we experience these things, like, as men. And we get these little glimpses of what, what it's like in God's perspective. Yeah and as we live and as we grow we slowly discover more and more of god like we'll never we'll never exhaust it like until we die bro we'll always learn something new about god yeah and that always blows my mind when i think about it
2: it's crazy
0: <laughs> so drew yeah talk to the people man
1: <laughs> um what <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I you had something to say, bro? No, wait,
0: what? It looked like you was ready to say something, so I was like, no. I was trying to pass it to you. No, <laughs> I thought you was charging it up, bro. No, I'm,
1: I'm this <laughs> close to knocking out from so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Drew
0: is tired, man. <laughs> Drew is tired, and Abel gotta go to work soon.
1: We're all tired, so
0: <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna actually just. Wrap it up right here because I think we got enough here to, to really chew on. Yeah. Um, And it's been, this has been a great discussion, bro. Like, for real, this conversation. And I think a lot of people need to hear this, you know, that may be going through something like a fatherless home. Um, You know, like, the odds are against you in in that regard based on these statistics. But that's not the that's not the last word, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not God's last word over mm-hmm. your life just because someone made a bad decision or some uncontrollable situation happened with your dad. It's like you have an opportunity to chase after people that are following God that are you, you know seek and you'll find like you know God will align you with people and you just have to trust and and that's why again I keep saying it, but that's why Real Life is here. That's why we're having this podcast. That's why we launched it, so that we can have these conversations, so that people can hear that this is, like, our mission. This is our goal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, loving God, serving people, and eventually impacting the nations, like, with with this, what we're talking about right here. It starts with the family. Yeah. Right? So, just like with motherhood, and now with fatherhood, it's like that's like when we learn to appreciate our mothers and fathers and then align ourselves with mothers and fathers that are strong chasing after god and then learn how to be one it's like now we're we're aligning ourselves with god's will Mm -hmm. right With, with with spreading the gospel starting in our own families and creating strong homes and Man you guys are awesome bro Like <laughs> Drew for which bro. Talking about this I know it wasn't easy Yeah um, And Abel getting personal with your experience too um, It's just been amazing bro So I wanted to say thank you to you guys Thanks to JG who I'm sure you know he's listening Right now and- definitely. <laughs> so he's been an amazing Father figure and I know he will continue To be an amazing father figure um, He's got many spiritual sons So, um, so yeah, we I know we're gonna be amazing fathers, all three of us, definitely, uh, with God's help and with each other's help. Um, So, real life, we love you guys. Peace, Um, real life. Peace, and we'll see you in the next episode.